Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I am your host, Nancy Hugo. Well, today is April 2nd. The year is just rolling by. We're going to talk today about something very important for the people who are doing remodeling in their kitchens or bathrooms. Probably two of the most important things that you have in your kitchen are the cabinets and the appliances. No cabinets, you can't hold up your sink. So that makes sense. But you should know a lot about cabinets before you start your remodel. So today we have a special guest. Derek Byler is the owner of Arizona Custom Cabinets. I have been using these cabinets in my projects for 20 years, at least. Seems like um, just yesterday that I started using their products. And like I said, they're custom. But I've also used other cabinets, box cabinets, whatever you want to call them. And Derek and I are going to go through the pros and cons. So first, I want to say, Derek, thank you very much for doing this podcast with me. Thanks for having me, Nancy. And you are the expert because I want you to mention your background, which will show that you know everything about cabinets. (laughs) Stop laughing. Okay. Well, um, I uh, started in the industry as a builder, and I was a builder for 12 years, and then I opened up a kitchen showroom in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Did you have a lot of chocolate in your showroom? I did. I did have chocolate out, yes. Hershey Kisses in Mm. dishes all the time. Cool. Go ahead. Hate to interrupt, but go ahead. (laughs) My showroom being on Chocolate Avenue in Hershey, that was a necessity. Oh, did you know Willy Wonka? Never mind. I don't want. I don't want to digress. Okay, go ahead. All right. So I had the the, the showroom in Hershey for 15 years before I moved out to Arizona, and uh, now I'm at Arizona Custom Cabinets. And the difference here is that we build cabinets, um, where in Hershey I um, sold cabinets for other um, built by other other manufacturers. I just looked up that there are 300 manufacturers of cabinets, not mm. the custom cabinets, but we're talking, as I said before, whether it's stock or box or whatever you want to call them, ready-made, um, not custom, you know, if that's how we can differentiate them. So let's start by talking about exactly what do you get with a custom cabinet? So with a with a custom cabinet, you get um, starting with just the the finish, then the door style, uh, and the design are at a whole different level. Um, you can get any finish you want. You can bring me a sample of a color that you like or a distress finish, and I can match it because we start from scratch. Um, custom doors. Yeah, so with a with a stock cabinet or a, um, a semi-custom cabinet line that you might see at Home Depot or, or a box store, they might have 20, 30, 40, 50 different door styles to choose from with, with no modification. So what we do here as a custom cabinet shop, we can make 20 modifications to every door style to fully customize if you want a different edge on the door, if you want a different panel uh, uh, style or a different uh, panel bead, we we can do that. 
when we say different edge, let's explain what kind of edges are available. Because most people don't know or they don't realize the edge that they might have on their existing cabinet and what is available. Mm -hmm. So the edge that you get from a box cabinet or a stock cabinet is always going to be the same, whether it's just a round over, depending on the line, or sometimes you might have an OG. That's hard to explain on a podcast, but an OG has kind of like a curve on the edge so that it's not squared off. Or a cove, just a slight cove. Some of those box cabinets offer doors that have an edge where you don't need a a hardware or a handle. You can get your Uh finger in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like this. Well, we we are uh, sort of prone to custom, but, yeah. you know, as we're going to talk about, there are pros and cons to each one of those. Mm-hmm. I like the idea when I use a custom cabinet that I don't have to worry about certain sizes, um, whereas stock cabinets come typically in a three-inch increment, right? Three-inch increments, um, and then when you get to a wall and you have two inches left over, you just put a two inch filler to make up the difference between the end of the cabinet and the wall. With custom cabinets, we not only build to not even an inch or a quarter of an inch, we build to the exact size needed. So you maximize the storage space in your cabinets. And then when we get against the wall, we'll we'll fit that cabinet, we'll sand it to fit exactly to the wall instead of slapping a piece of um, scribe molding to fill the gap between the end of the cabinet and the wall. Yeah. Well, not to put down box cabinets, and I will keep calling them box because that's what I uh, learned many, many years ago, what they were. I have been in kitchens where they use fillers between cabinets. Now, that's a bad installation. It's, mm-hmm. Somebody uh, made a mistake. Yeah. Or a lot of times, all the time, we try to get that uh, sink cabinet centered on the window. Now, you have, in a remodel, you just have so many inches to work with. And so right. I've seen it where they will take a filler mm-hmm. and maybe put it anywhere to center mm-hmm. that sink. That's right. like uh, using Band-Aids. Mm-hmm. That's really not a professional look. Even if you're using stock cabinets or box cabinets, um, there are times when you need fillers, but to overdo the fillers, that just makes it look real tacky. That's a, that's, that's a real good point, and it probably got another good place to highlight the difference between stock cabinets and custom cabinets. So if you need a, say if you have a dishwasher on one side of the sink and a trash can on the other side, and down the down the line there's a refrigerator, and to center that sink, that cabinet on the, on the window, you need a 30, 38 and a quarter inch cabinet. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't make those in stock. Um, so then you 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 go 39, but that's too big. So now you go 36 and you end up with fillers. The mm-hmm. other thing is if you have a sink that fits in a, a 31-inch cabinet, I'll build you a 31-inch cabinet as a custom cabinet manufacturer. 
But if you're using stock, now you have to get a 33-inch sink. There's two inches of wasted space. Mm -hmm. Another point, and for those listening, if you do have kitchens that you think, well, let me look around my cabinets and see if I know what they're talking about. One of the things that really bothers me is when you get a stock cabinet for an oven cabinet and you have a huge amount of wood showing above the uh, the oven. Mm. That would be... Yeah, that would be yeah, like a style. Good and, point. Yeah, and yeah. I've seen them where they're up to six inches yeah. because those oven cabinets only come in certain cutouts. So right. when you buy your cabinets, you have to give the cutout dimension of the appliance to your salesperson. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have no choice if you're using a stock cabinet. It's like, okay, this is what it is. This is what right. you get. Yeah. And it's sad to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I say sad because it jumps at me right away. Mm-hmm. And another point there with oven cabinets, Nancy, is uh, not only that that wide gap you have at the top, but you don't get to choose how far you want the bottom of that oven above the floor. So if you're five foot two, that oven might be too tall for you. Or if you have two people in the house that are six foot, you might want that oven a little farther off the, the floor and you can do that with a custom cabinet. Right. So you don't have the luxury of the option of placing your oven where you want it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of, um, like I said, pros and cons. But if we're being honest, one of the pros of a stock cabinet is the pricing. If you're interested biggest, in pricing. Biggest benefit. Right? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you're stuck with, okay, this is my door styles. Maybe you have four or six. These are my colors. Maybe you have four or six uh, stain packages. Sure. And these are my sizes. Right. And a lot of times I will need something if I'm working with a stock cabinet yeah. that is 12 inches, but it doesn't come in a 12 inch or maybe drawers for a vanity only come in certain sizes. So you really have to change your design based on the cabinetry that you're using, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Stock cabinets are definitely a lot cheaper and that's the main reason or probably the only reason to go with a stock cabinet. They're mass produced. Um, and uh, the the fit and finish is what you're paying extra for with a custom cabinet. So with a stock cabinet, it's going down an assembly line and they're putting three coats of finish on in 20 minutes, where in a custom cabinet shop, we'll, we'll give it time to dry in between coats, not only give the paint time to dry, but we will sand it between coats, fill all of the cracks between coats, sand it again, let it dry and put, put another top coat on. So the 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 finish is much nicer with a with a custom cabinet, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't beat the price point when you're mass producing. Well, cabinet. you can't. But I'm going to mention something after I talk about Studio Forty One, which I do every week, as everybody knows. Studio Forty One is nice enough to sponsor me. They have a wonderful showroom in Scottsdale where I purchase all of my plumbing supplies and also my cabinet hardware because they have the largest selection in the world. Only my opinion. They also are a Kohler showroom, and so you will love going in there. If you don't live in Scottsdale and you don't live in Illinois where they have the other 13 showrooms, you can go on their website, shopstudio41thenumber41.com. I suggest that you do that. Even if you don't live in those two states, check their website out. It's gorgeous. I did want Studio 41. That's where I, that's the, for Studio 41 is the first place I send customers for hardware. Well, good. 
Good. I've trained you well. Um, (laughs) I do want to mention that since we're talking about box cabinets and pricing, they do have different levels of box cabinets. Mm -hmm. So we can't just say, okay, you know, it's cheaper and you only get six styles or whatever, Mm -hmm. because the more, the more varied the uh, box cabinet styles are and what they have to offer, the higher the prices are. Mm -hmm. And also there are box cabinets that will change the dimensions of the cabinet for Mm -hmm. a fee. Mm -hmm. The fee is very hefty. Mm -hmm. I've done that. So you might at the end of the day, when you're pricing your semi-custom box cabinets with your changes, Mm -hmm. you might see that it costs more than a custom cabinet Mm -hmm. because one of the main differences is shipping. And people don't realize that, but when you buy from a box cabinet, you go to a showroom, they offer three or four, as you did in your showroom, three or four different brands. You've got to pay the shipping from their factory. Right. It's not just going to appear free. So there you go. That will bring up the price. And how I know this is I priced uh, standard cabinets to a custom cabinet and the custom came out less. Wow. And when I did that, or I do prefer custom cabinets because I have more control. So if you're a designer or you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can actually see what's going on Mm. because typically your factory is within a distance from your house. You can go check it out. You can actually talk to the people who are making the cabinets. So I think that's Mm -hmm. a big advantage. I don't you know, know if you feel that you way. Know, you but... know, I, I just uh, priced a job this week, and uh, the uh, client had two other quotes from a stock cabinet line, and my estimate was, I was shocked, was less than both of them. Well, okay, two things. First of all, well, you know, we all know that we have to make money, and so their upcharge or their profit margin sure. might be a little higher than yeah. yours. Yeah. Secondly, the shipping will throw you off all yeah. the time. Which has increased. Yeah, increased. everything's increased. Mm-hmm. But thirdly, the installation. And you can't mm-hmm. forget to add the installation to your bottom line. Now, custom cabinets usually, I don't say all the time, but they usually have people on their payroll that are doing their installs. That's a big plus, I feel. But then the showrooms have to hire the installers and whatever they charge. So that might be, you know, yeah. one of the things why there's a big difference. Yeah. The two two most important parts of any cabinet project, kitchen remodel, bathroom remodel, is the designer and the installer. So you can have um, a semi-custom or a stock cabinet and a skillful, experienced designer can really make the most out of it and make it look like a truly custom kitchen, Mm -hmm. as can a good installer. Right. You know, they always say the last person out of the job makes it. If you have a poor installer who has not really done a good job, no matter how much you pay for those cabinets, your bad job is going to just be there. It's going to jump out at you. So I think doing a remodel, you you can't skimp on your cabinetry. Now, um, way back when, I met a builder who said he was building huge. These houses were custom. 
gorgeous. But he said, I don't put a lot of money into the cabinets because when the doors are shut, nobody knows what's in there. So you can spend a lot of money on doors. But you certainly, I know I am very picky about the insides of the cabinets too. And that all adds to your price. You can't just go with a particle board interior like this man had with particle board shelves and think about how that's going to be cleaned or just looked at or aged. It's not. So depending on what you want at the end of the day, you have to add in all your accessories. And we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago about Revishelf, whether it's a pull-out garbage or roll-out shelves or uh, utensil drawers. This all adds to the price. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, box cabinets don't offer as much extras as, say, custom cabinets. Well, I like I like builders like that, Nancy, because because you know, in ten years, the people that move into those homes are going to be coming to see you and me and wanting new cabinets. I think less than ten years. I don't think those things will last more than five. You know, and also the and I'm sure the box cabinets do this too. But you have to make sure that your drawer glides and your hinges are good quality. And I know the ones that you use have lifetime warranty. Yeah, no, that's where stock cabinets have come a long way. It used to be that yeah. you had to get a custom cabinet to get good drawer slides and good hinges. But but nowadays, they're, they're using the same soft-close hinges and, and usually good soft-close drawer slides, too, as, and drawer boxes. used to yeah. be a stock cabinet. You got a cheap drawer box, but now everybody knows about the uptail drawer boxes, so the stock cabinet companies have stepped up their game and and usually have a dovetail drawer box. Well, let's talk drawer boxes. Uh, there are a lot of people that are okay with, say, melamine drawer boxes that are stapled versus wood drawer boxes that have dovetail. Do you see pros and cons to uh, that? Uh, you, you, you have to have dovetail drawer boxes. Oh, you have to? It's the one thing. It's the first thing that any consumer knows when they walk into a showroom. Do you have dovetail drawer boxes? So you have to have dovetail drawer boxes. Are drawer boxes without dovetails just as strong? Yeah. Don't tell anybody, but they are. I know. They but, are. But in people's minds and perception is that dovetail is stronger. So it's always. You, have, you have to have dovetail. What do box. you use for the sides and the actual box of your cabinet? So in Pennsylvania, everything was was uh, maple drawer boxes, solid maple dovetail drawer boxes. But no, the box itself, the, the cabinet itself. itself. Yeah, oh, the, the oh, whole cabinet. Oh, well. Oh. So uh, we use a, an MDF furniture grade panel, and there's all, I know MDF might sound uh, bad to some people, but it's the best product to use for cabinet construction. It's more stable, it's, uh, it's truer, it's straighter, it paints better, it holds up better, uh, it withstands water um, better than, uh, than, than plywood. You definitely don't want solid wood and in, in, for your cabinet box, it's just not a good product to, to use for cabinet. Now, I did have a customer years ago who insisted that it had to be wood. Mm. Now, wood warps. Yeah. yeah. It's also hard to clean. Yeah. Whereas if you use particle board and it's got melamine on two sides or one side, whatever you're, wherever you're putting it, that's a lot stronger than a piece of wood. Yeah. Yeah, we stopped using wood in cabinets uh, 150 years ago. Your your great grandma's kitchen cabinets, if you remember, you open up the sink cabinet that had slats of wood in it that have shrunk 
and cracked and there's gaps in it with uh, you know rags stuck in the cracks you can't build a, a cabinet out of yeah so solid. we reserve the wood it's all for wood the, all wood the, not yeah. solid wood no i was going to say we reserve the wood for the doors doors right solid yeah. wood what is now I'm kind of veering away. I think we've covered enough of the pros and cons. And if people still have questions about what's better or what the difference is, because we're going to go on to show you a couple of more things about cabinetry. Um, but uh, and I just lost my train of thought. But what is the most popular wood for the doors? What are you seeing? So right now, the trend is I would say the uh, the wood that we use the most is well, so it's between rift white oak, alder, a stained alder, or a painted cabinet. Mm -hmm. I'd say that'd be about 30% of each of those. Mm. So remember the days when we used the regular oak? Oh, yeah. So we don't use that anymore, people. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody uses regular. But when, but when you said rift oak, you want to explain, because uh, I understand the difference, but it's kind of hard to explain yeah. on a podcast, but you'll know when you see it. But main so difference? Regular oak that most, most people are familiar with, when you think about oak, you think about a, a wood that has a lot of grain movement in, a lot of funny shapes uh, with the grain. Um and that's all in the way that the log is sliced. If you take a round log and you start at one side and you just cut straight across the log, that gives you that funny shaped grain. But rift sawn oak or quarter sawn oak, they sometimes call it, you take that log and you cut it into four pieces like a pizza slice. And then you start at the point of the pizza slice and slice backwards across the grain. And it gives you a, a straight grained oak um, look that you've probably seen in floors in the in the Midwest and the East. The flooring is often made out of ripped oak, very straight uh, grain. Yeah, it's a tight almost, grain. Almost looks like mahogany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I prefer that. And that's why we, we kind of uh, deleted the oak from our menu and went uh -huh. to alder. Um, see, I'm still seeing a lot of alder. Every once in a while, somebody wants a walnut, very expensive, or they come up with zebra wood or some of the exotic woods. Be prepared. First of all, you won't find that in box cabinets. And second of all, you have to um, take out a mortgage to pay for it, right? <laughs> right. Rift white oak is the probably the most expensive. And then uh, walnut and then alder is the... Well, I think zebra wood is... Yeah, the exotic woods, those are really expensive. Well, I did say before that you, the most important things in your kitchen are appliances and cabinetry. So let me mention Monogram. Monogram is one of my favorite appliances. They actually have introduced some really different things at KBiz that I've talked about because uh, the rep, Darren, was here and did a podcast with me. They're introducing titanium, which is like a dark gray and also a gold look for a lot of their appliances in the um, monogram series. The hood, the fronts of the refrigerators, the handles on their um, on their ranges all have that uh, different look that I think is beautiful. I don't know how long it's going to last, hopefully a long time, but you might look into that and it's what they introduced this year. 
it's going to be a big seller. So go on their website, monogram.com, and look at the designer collection for uh, Monogram. So going back to cabinets, because now you have everything about appliances that I've done podcasts for, so that's why I wanted to delve into cabinetry. We're going to talk about the two main differences of cabinets, frame and frameless. Now, a lot of people don't understand the difference, and it's going to be to the best of your ability, Derek, to explain what the differences are. Okay, here. So starting with a frameless cabinet, when you build a cabinet, you have the three-quarter inch sides or five-eighth inch sides that you... uh, I might remind you this is a video. Nobody can see what you're doing. And even though I appreciate that you're holding up the wood, only I can see that. So so we're (laughs) going to explain with words... How, right. how you build the oh, box for frameless. So so the, uh, the the cabinet box is built out of three-quarter inch sides or five-eighth sides or half-inch sides, depending on the manufacturer. So you build a box with a, with sides, a top and a bottom and a back. Now, once you have a box, the, um, you can just slap a door on the front of that box, and that's what's called a frameless cabinet construction, or some people call it European style. And some people, if you're a salesperson, you call it uh, full access because you don't have that inch and a half wide uh, front frame on the cabinet that would uh, not give you as much access. So why are we still people when I ask, do you have frame or frameless? And the first thing I get is, well, I don't know. So (laughs) a couple of ways to figure it out is, first of all, is there space between your door and drawer? And that's a good giveaway. Uh Right? Because if there is space, most likely it's a frame cabinet. Right, right. Unless you hire a custom cabinet maker, then we make sure there's no space between either way. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, that's that's going into another whole, I mean, I would need a a video for that because there are certain things that I just can't explain on this podcast. But traditionally cabinets after you get the box built then they would build a three-quarter inch frame to go around the front of the box um, out of solid wood uh, and then attach the doors to that solid frame so that's a framed cabinet where it has a a front frame or a solid wood frame attached to the 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 box of the cabinet the benefits of that are it gives a little more strength, but honestly, once the cabinets are installed, frameless cabinets are going to be just as strong. Biggest benefit is if you, the front of that plywood box is only lined with a very, very thin piece of wood tape. And if you nick that, uh, you're kind of, you know, stuck. You don't have too many options to repair. Well, the, you can replace that. You can fix it. I know you can. Yeah. yeah, you can fix it if it's not too big of a, a chip. The other thing that happens, and customers will come in here, is their teenage son will have uh, walked past the cabinet and uh, somehow ripped the door off like teenage boys do without, you know, trying. And then the the, the hinge rips out of the particle board side of the cabinet, um, and that's hard to repair. 
where if you have a frame cabinet, the hinge is, is attached to the solid wood frame. I would say keep your kids out of the kitchen. But, <laughs> but I wanted to say another giveaway is the kind of hinge that's on the cabinet. Mm. So most likely if you have a frame cabinet and you open the door, you can see that frame is either going to wrap, I mean, that hinge is either going to wrap around the frame or it's going to be attached to the frame somehow. Whereas right. a frameless cabinet, your hinge is attached to the door and to the side of the cabinet. And it's just a straight run. You don't see any, oh, any pieces of wood interrupting that yeah. space between the door and the side of the cabinet. Yeah. And again, I'm using my hands too. So. Sure. <laughs> not, you know. not much difference in the overall look of a kitchen when it's finished between frameless and framed, unless you want an inset cabinet okay where, explain that where the doors are inside the frame of the cabinet like an old-fashioned cabinet like cabinets used to be built years ago mm -hmm. like a piece of furniture where the where the door is inside the frame of the cabinet instead of on top of the front of the cabinet where you don't even see the frame of the cabinet right now i always felt that those insets um took up some precious space for the cabinets. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if you're doing a French country or an English country kitchen, they look really good. Yeah, they do look right? good. And there again, a, a skillful designer can make a frameless cabinet look like an inset cabinet with use of panels between the doors, between mm -hmm. the cabinets. So it all starts out with a skillful designer. Always. And then it ends up with the cabinet company, whoever you may use. Do you have any other last words? No, this has been fun. Yeah, but there's so much more to cabinets. I mean, I've been doing cabinetry designs, et cetera, for over 30 years. I enjoy it. And if you have any questions for Derek or I, please don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. I think this was fun, and I think the more you guys know about your um, products that you're going to use for your remodel, the better off you're going to be. Don't don't say, well, I didn't know it was going to be like that. That's the worst thing you can do because it's mm -hmm. going to cost you a fortune to redo it, right? Yeah, cabinets are expensive. Everything is expensive nowadays. <laughs> True. But hey, I had fun doing this. I'll probably get you back in a couple of months and we'll talk more about cabinetry. I Thank hope everybody you. enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Unless you don't like your friends and you don't have to know as much as you know. <laughs> that I'm sorry I said that, but you know, that's why you should be sharing these. Hey, Derek, have a good weekend. Thanks, Thanks for doing Nancy. this with me. Hey, All everybody, right. stay safe. Have a great day. Thanks. Good night.